This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We've got Rasmus, director of football in the house. And uh, listen, all you lot listening here, you know we've been having all sorts of XG chats. Some people are not happy with it. And some people do understand it. And we've got Rasmus here, Rasmus Ankerson, Brentford's co-director of football. Who is, first of all, Rasmus, you're obviously very happy with the result today. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a roller coaster, emotionally at least. And uh, I think last time we had a quite an experience like this was probably last season against uh, Villa, wasn't it? When Mopé scored in the in the injury time. So now we were down with two, so it was even better. But um, yeah, great, great win. I think the boys deserved it. Interesting. If, if there is something that's called deserved in football, but I know you're talking a lot about that. So <laughs> well, still, well, listen, I mean, we're talking about it. In the first half, we had a lot of chances in your world, in the stats world, which you use as part of of the things to analyse the game. You would say that in the first half, we were looking like uh, the XG was high as it is and the chances that we were creating was high, but we just weren't putting them in the back of the net. And also, their goalkeeper was playing a bit of a blinder. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the first half, I think, you know, we look a lot at the underlying model rating, um, and uh, which is a really important decision-making tool for us and a way of, I would say, the primary way of measuring progress. And uh, and based on the first half, the model would upgrade us, It'd give us a big upgrade. Um, but we were down one nil. But that's football, isn't it? Like, it's um, it's a, it's at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's a really random game. Much more random than basketball and handball and what have you. Yeah, for for many reasons. But that's why um, you need you need you need some tools. You need some some some. Uh, fundamental ideas to base your decision making on, which is not, which, which has not only something to do with what's on the score scoreline at the at the end of the game. So, so I mean, the sec- so the second half, we, uh, I mean, they got the goal very late in the first half, which seems to knock the wind out of us. The second half, we were, and let's just put layman's terms into it, we didn't look at the races at all for the most of that second half. I mean, what do you put that down to? Uh, no, I think it was a little bit uh, pedestrian at times. You know, we we um, we moved the ball without creating clear cut chances. I think it was a little bit of a um, you know a, it was a bit of a shock for us to get down two nil at a penalty, which I think was a big maybe. Um, but um, but you know, Millwall got a little bit tired in the end, and I think we we also got a bit bit lucky with the with the deflection 
on the two-two goal. And um, but I think if you look at the the game as a whole, it was uh, it was. Uh, there was a little bit of justice left in the world, I think. <laughs> okay, well, you say that, but I'm going to say this as well, because I mean, as you talk about XG, and if people out there, XG expected goals, is talking about created chances, and, and it's the quality of the chances that you create. So if you've got a ball which is two yards in front of the goal, and, you, you, and you've got the chance to put it in the back of the net, that's a very high XG, as opposed to shooting the ball from 40 yards, which you might score still, but it's very low, and the chances are that if you create more chances with a higher XG, you've got a better chance of scoring. Now, ironically, we were creating some great chances and not scoring, but the goal that we actually did score was probably one which has got a very low XG which was the De Silva's goal yeah, yeah. so I mean not be funny doesn't that knock your XG theory out the window or, 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 or how does that work? No I mean that, that happens I mean it's um, for us it's, it's about creating obviously as, as, as many high prob- probability scoring situations as possible and prevent your position from doing it against us and, uh, and that is a better predictor of where you're going to go in the future often than your current league position because I mean, that's, this is the thing in football. You know, we every, everyone grown up hearing that the league table never lies, but the league table lies. But saying that in in football is like saying the world is flat. You know, the brain is not designed to deal with randomness and accept randomness and explanation for an outcome. So, um, so we want a narrative. So we, we 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 cannot accept that we are. It's very difficult for us as human beings to accept that in the first half we are. We we we've smashed Millwall, but we but we're down one nil. You know, it has to be something with lack of confidence, or the manager has lost the dressing room, or things like that. So we build all these explanations, and I think our job is to try and you know, a, you know, keep 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 focusing on what, what what signal and what is noise, especially when you go on these bad runs, which you which you eventually do. In, a, in such a close league as the championship. And I'm going to say this, and I know I've taken a lot of your time, but this is, you know, this is interesting chat. And what I will say is, look, look I love a team, and everyone out there loves their team, and we want them to do really well. Um, and yes, we are creating these chances, but Brentford still are not quite the Brentford like we were even last season. So even though we might be doing, inverted commas, the right things, there's just something out there that just isn't quite right about Brentford. And you must know that because you watch these games, you must talk about it week in, week out. I think uh, if you look at it from a defensive point of view, I think the Brentford team we have now is probably the best team we've had defensively, especially since um, since um, I got involved here. Um, I think we, we look very solid. We give very few chances away, uh, which is a big plus for me because you, both you and I have watched the last couple of seasons. I don't think we've felt more calm than we do now when we are when the opposition has the ball or you know because we we, we think we look pretty solid. I agree that offensively it hasn't quite clicked. Is that down to a big turnover of players uh, in the summer? You know that it's, the, the, there's a there's a relationship thing. You know that's gonna get better the, the better they get to know each other. Uh, is it that we need to um, accept conceding a little bit more defensively in order to create something? You know, more offensively to create a better balance. That's uh, some of um, life's big questions, but. Um, I don't think we are far off. I mean, I think I think to be a top championship side, you need to be very strong defensively throughout the 46 games. And I think we got a good foundation to grow from. And then I, it's up to uh, to us, it's up to the coaching staff to make sure that um, offensively it starts to click again because that's probably that's probably where we, we still have a little bit of a way to go. I'm going to ask one last question. I've kept a lot of your time and I'll, and I'll be killed if I don't ask this question for you. <laughs> Obviously, in the season, we were... We were, we were 
last season we were absolutely on fire. We were scoring lots of goals. Neil Mal played 28 goals last season. He went in the close season and we didn't manage to secure another striker for whatever reason. You know, we've heard that there was a bit of malarkey with the striker that we wanted to bring in, so that yeah. didn't quite happen. And then we tried to bring in another striker, it didn't happen. But that's kind of left us a bit cold. And a lot of people are saying that this is the cause of the problem as to why we're not firing on the cylinders. I don't know. I mean, we have the top score of the championship in the team, don't we? With Oli Watkins, you know, it's it's uh, it's not that we, in that sense, I think, lack a goal scorer. But obviously, it's very difficult to replace Neil Mope, and um, and uh, we tried, you know, but 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 also, you know, it, to bring someone in, it it had to be, and pay a lot of money for that player. It would have to be someone who we thought would be an upgrade on what we already had in the team. For example, Oli Watkins. And um, you know, we think we were pretty comfortable with with, with, what, with what we had. Um, when we signed Neil Mope, you know, you you also remember the first season Neil Mope were here. He was not quite firing as he was in the second season. So it takes like it took him like twelve months to get used to the championship and to to start to start uh, really performing for us and giving us some return on investment in terms of in terms of goals. And I think we were a little bit in a different position this season because we were not. We were not where we were wanted to sign a striker that needed 12 months before he would start firing. If we were to sign a striker, um, it would have to be someone who would who would who would deliver from day one. And those guys are not easy to find; they're very expensive as well. And uh, that's why I thought we were comfortable with with, with with what we had. And I think for me, it's not so much about if you have one guy scoring 25 goals. You know, it's more is the team as a whole able to produce. Uh, chances and enough chances to achieve what we want to achieve, and I think, I think this this team has the potential to uh, to do that. Also, I mean, I think you remember when we um, a few years back when we sold Scott Hogan, who scored a big proportion of our goals. After we sold Scott Hogan to Villa, we started scoring more goals. So it's not it's not so simple that to say that you know one one well, more pay goals, you take twenty seven goals out of the team. It's not it's not how it works. It's we, we, we need to make sure that we, we have a team that's able to produce um, enough chances to achieve what we want to achieve. And I think we have that. And I think the, 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 the team is going to get better. That said, I mean, it's not, it's not, I, I'm not going to sit here and rule out that, that, that that's not a focus for us in the next couple of windows because it's, a, it's an important position. So let's see. Let's see. I'm not so, um, I'm not so worried as maybe, maybe uh, some of you guys are. And Marcus Force is he coming home after Christmas? Well, you say now. I mean, Nikos Nikos has got a what what looked like a pretty pretty serious injury today. So we gotta do a scan in the next few days to see how serious it is. And um, but but we'll we'll see. I mean, a lot of a lot a lot depends on where are we in January. You know, um, are we are we in a position where we're gonna make a push? Are we gonna make a season where we're gonna prepare for the for the next season? You know, it's there's there's a lot of and Marcus Force is is. Um, is obviously uh, part of that conversation. So let's see. I mean, he's uh, he hasn't played that many games for Wimbledon. It looks looks good so far, but um, but 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 let's see. There's still a, there's still a few, a few months and a lot of games to play. Okay, listen, listen, Rasmus. Thanks for taking your time out, man. And I'll catch you soon. Okay, cheers. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.